0: Greetings, this is Father Michael, and before we begin our show today, uh, just one announcement about the Stations of the Cross this Friday. We are delighted to have our own Hispanic ministry do not just the Stations as we do uh, normally on Fridays, but to enact the Passion Play. It's, It's a powerful moment when our 130 Mass community brings to life that narrative of Jesus' Passion and death for us. It's a passion play. It's not to be missed. It's one of the highlights for me. It almost lets me know that Holy Week is beginning uh, just around the corner. So that would be 730, our passion play uh, on the 23rd. Today on our episode, we delve into the life of Saint Joseph, the the great foster father of Jesus, and we learn uh, three secrets of spirituality, our own spiritual life, That Joseph resonates for us. We also have uh, the pick of the week. It's back uh, from formed.org. Both Father Isaiah and I share with each other and with you some of the things we've been reading and listening to on Formed. And so whether you're on the go or taking it slow, may God bless you and enjoy the show.
1: Greetings and welcome back to St. Dominic's Weekly. I'm Father Isaiah. With me is Father Michael. How are you doing?
0: Today I'm Father Michael Joseph. Today, your father Michael Joseph, happy <laughs> fe- happy feast day. Yeah, man. in fact, it's it's a solemnity here in the Archdiocese of San Francisco. Again, <laughs> again, back to back. <laughs> so, of course, you got the seventeenth, of Saint Patrick's Day, and we had a wonderful time at our dinner. Did oh, we not? Oh man, it was so wonderful <laughs> with all the music uh, yeah. and with Bobby's
1: food. It was it was such a wonderful time.
0: Good times for all, and even even the pouring of a pint here and there.
1: Here and there, let's
0: say. <laughs> but today yeah. we're 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 on Saint Joseph Watch, so it's yeah. the solemnity of Saint Joseph one of the patrons of the diocese here mm-hmm. in San Francisco, so happy solemnity to everyone, yeah. and one of my patronal feasts yeah, because my middle name. Yeah. Exactly. When we, you know, when we first entered the order, as novices, you take in a name, right? Right, right. And for yourself, you took the name...
1: Isaiah Mary. Isaiah yeah. Mary. So yeah. you kind mm-hmm.
0: of included a middle name. You
1: exactly, took, yeah.
0: Uh, taking the Virgin Mary. Yeah. And I'm, actually, I've I'm never asked you, was there a reason why... You took Mary as well, not just Isaiah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Going from Mark to Isaiah, I think we, we talked. I think yeah. we talked about. Yeah. But why? Why the Mary? What? 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 Impelled you or, or kind of inspired you to to add the Marian? Uh, That's name actually there. a good
1: question. We might have actually on a previous episode, but the very fact that during early in my postulancy, so even before I uh, received the habit, I was at Eucharistic adoration with my classmates and. You know, I just heard a voice saying, Isaiah, Mary, this is your name. So, Oh, not just today. Isaiah.
0: I thought it was Isaiah, but Isaiah Mary together. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The name,
1: okay. uh, the
0: double name was
1: given to me that day. So Interesting. That night, actually.
0: So is there a tradition then of taking, because a number of the brothers have Maria or Mary. Yeah. And like, like Father Stephen, Maria. Maria, who, who's yeah. um
1: kid. Actually, it's kind of mm-hmm. funny. According to Father Anthony Rosevier, the no, current novice master—
0: So this is true. This is 100% true. Yeah, this story. Yeah, this actually story.
1: According <laughs> to him. That's what I mean. Because it's true because he said it. Yeah. Um, for the prayer for vocations at St. Albert's was the Memorare, a Marian prayer. Oh, yeah, that's So right. he thinks that the reason why so many Marys or Marias or Maries are within the that generation of friars is because the Blessed Mother said, yes, I will give you vocations, but only on my terms.
0: Interesting. So, you know, I, 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 and that puts it together, because I, I remember being here when we said the mer- memorari as the vocation mm-hmm. prayer for a whole swath in yeah. the late 90s, might even have been earlier than that, but at least mm-hmm. from my late 90s into the early 2000s, yeah. when, we, when we went back to an older vocation yeah. prayer form mm-hmm. and didn't do the memorare. But you're right, Every a lot of the brethren that entered yeah. in that time frame- yeah. A lot
1: of Marys. <laughs> yeah,
0: John yeah. Marie, Stephen Marie, mm-hmm. Maria. We have a Lupe. Lupe you know? Marie. Yeah, yeah. Gu- oh, Guadalupe. 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 Yeah. Gu- Guadalupe. yeah. yeah. Gosh, uh, yeah. you. Yeah. There's there's a number a number of uh, folks of So so because of that, when I took my name make formally in my name, I was hoping that I could add Joseph. Well, my middle name is baptismally like, is Joseph. Yeah, exactly. So I would yeah. be, you know, brother Michael Joseph. But it turned out to be you know you don't you, you can choose your name on your or at least there's the consultation and the, yeah. the, the the order gives you a name, but then there's just what the brothers call you right. No one's ever Brother called Michael. me. Michael. Yeah, yeah. No one ever, never, they, so Joseph you're was too me many. If my wife's
1: arrested today, I'm calling you Brother. Just for today. Father Michael Joseph. There you go. Okay, for, well, just for fine. today. <laughs> you know, isn't it just the way it is where, where here we are celebrating St. Joseph's Day what, that we talked about his wife for the first five or ten minutes? <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's just kind of how well, it is. Well, Poor that's, guy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but that's typical of Joseph in the Bible yeah. because we don't have too many stories of Joseph being the primary actor or of even really saying anything, Right. right. I mean, what, what does Joseph say in the scriptures?
1: And that's it. Exactly. Exactly. Nothing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we of know air. that he had a voice, but he just <laughs> never had a line in scripture. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like when you're reading this. If he was, in, if it was a, you know, in a movie, you get the part of Saint Joseph, and you're looking for your lines, and if it's a script, there if aren't it's, any, bud, <laughs> if, sorry, it's like it's like <laughs> no no speaking parts on this one. The Lord says for Revelation anyway. <laughs> But still, I can't think of anyone who didn't say anything and made a more powerful impact, yeah, obviously on so the history too. of salvation and the economy of salvation. Mm-hmm. That that is mm-hmm. the way in which we relate to God's Son, Jesus Christ.
1: Right. So, I mean, but and for myself, I mean, he is uh, paradigmatic, as far as I'm concerned, about how to be. A man, of the covenant, mm. just how to be a man of Christ. Mm. I mean, the way he they served his mother and the Son of God. So, I mean, for myself, I always uh, on this day I usually say a prayer for fathers and and in particular way a, a prayer for laborers because um that that is who Joseph is. That's who I, those are my modern day Josephs.
0: No, for sure, so, they definitely a paragon of what it means to be a man and especially mm-hmm. as God's created that if you will spiritual spirituality right. of what it, what it means uh, to um operate in a world that oftenly in secular ways gives us a contrary notion of of what manliness is all mm-hmm. about in terms mm-hmm. of bravado in terms of you know, we call it machismo or just kind of like right. strength but not that sense of service of of Joseph was so I was thinking that you might have been doing some SAT reading with paradigmatic. I love that. That's, that's a great <laughs> word. But St. Joseph is paradigmatic yeah. in terms of, if you will, a shining light of uh, God's grace, especially for fathers and, and fatherhood and that, that responsibility we have, especially in our culture, if, if the family truly is the building block of society and fathers have that important role to play right. in raising children and raising families. Um, so maybe to point out, let's point out maybe three different aspects of, if you will, the spirituality of St. Joseph that we kind of insight in. Yeah. And the first one I think about is that sense of imagination
1: mm. that oh, St. Sure.
0: Joseph forms our imagination to be, if you will, a, a, an imagination formed by God, that God mm. gives us a kind of creativity and talent to bring his blessing into the world. And you even see this in the Old Testament right? with the, the other Joseph. The other Joseph, yeah. right? Yeah. So the other Joseph, if you know the story, is one of the sons of his, his father, right? Jacob, and, Jacob. His, and his 12 sons. The
1: man of the, men, the, the Technicolor coat, right? It, exactly,
0: yeah. exactly. All well, if you know the play you know the if story. If you know the
1: musical, but yeah.
0: Exactly. And so he's the, he's the object of jealousy from his brothers. Mm-hmm. He's, first of all, they want to kill him. They end up slav- selling him into slavery. But God takes that jealousy and that act of violence... Mm -hmm. And makes Joseph the very savior because he's able to, through a series of dreams, Mm -hmm. interpret that there's going to be a a famine and that there needs to be some kind of strategic plan to carry out more reserves, Mm -hmm. store up reserves. And so when the famine hits and ultimately his brothers come looking for food without realizing it, they kneel before him, which fulfills...
1: Fulfills the dream.
0: Fulfills the dream. So Joseph is known as the dreamer.
1: Right, exactly. And so it's the New Testament, Joseph. Exactly. Right? He, has, he's a, uh, he doesn't say a word in the in the scriptures revealed, but but he's received really interesting visions about taking Mary as his wife. You shall, he's, that the son is the fulfillment of the prophecies. It's just, yeah, an yeah, amazing he, episode.
0: Exactly, and he learns how to be a father, through, yeah. how to pro- guide and protect. So he has right. a dream mm-hmm. not to go back. Yeah, exactly. To his hometown after, yeah. after the birth of Jesus. Right. When Herod is seeking his life, he has this dream. Go, go to Egypt. Go to Egypt.
1: Go now. Yeah.
0: Which mm-hmm. is interesting because the original Joseph yeah. in the Old Testament, where does he go? He
1: goes to Egypt. Right? Yeah. He's,
0: he's not, not by his own yeah. will, but he's forced into yeah. Egypt. He's sold into slavery. Mm-hmm. And out of Egypt, then the, the people are brought to f- establish a covenant. In the New Testament, exactly. Joseph brings his family into Egypt to bring them back to reestablish Christ in the new covenant. So there's kind of a parallelism there Mm -hmm. between the Josephs, if you will. But it starts with this dream, this availability to Mm -hmm. uh, God's uh, communication through the imagination, if you will. Um, What would you say to people who say, you know, can God talk to me in a dream? Why not? Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, we we don't want to, you don't want to take that to an extreme extent in terms of, reading every particular detail of, of a exactly. of a dream or a nightmare as being a self-fulfilling prophecy.
1: Yeah. Sometimes it could be that you just had too much pizza the night before. There you go. <laughs> but I'm
0: but glad, sometimes. I'm glad you said pizza and not, and not get well, it. It's, it's, we're coming off of St. Patrick's Day, so, yeah, so. I was thinking corned beef and, and Guinness. <laughs>
1: well, it's an Italian... It's also kind of an Italian kind well, of holiday. Well, Saint jo- well, right? so. Joseph,
0: uh, he's he's Italian, isn't he? Right?
1: Sure, sure. <laughs> but I just remembered that. I know we're sidetracking here. That at least my one of my former classmates, uh, Giovanni, very Italian name, um, but he uh, had this uh, tradition, at least in his family, of, of baking all this bread. On this day, and giving it to the poor. So mm, apparently, nice. it was an Italian kind of custom, at least from his own family.
0: And that fits so. to that kind of second aspect of Saint Joseph as the provider, right? Right? It's not yeah. not not a big deal is made about it in the scriptures, except that Jesus, when he comes after being, uh, if you will. Entered into the covenant when he's lost in the temple and Mm -hmm, is teaching. mm -hmm. What does it say he does? He goes home, and what does he do? He grows in wisdom, age, and grace, right? Yeah. And he's obedient to his parents. Yeah. So, I mean, what does that mean, right? I mean, it had to be somebody.
1: Mm -hmm. Somebody was that first teacher and provider, right? Somebody had to teach Jesus to be a carpenter, Mm -hmm. right? And that had to be, uh, other than, um, had to be Joseph.
0: Exactly. In fact, I love that there's a scene in the movie The Passion of the Christ, which is certainly— focused more on the passion, but there's this little intercut scene when Jesus is making a table, right? You know right. the scene. Yeah. Or, well, the, and he and he has a table and chairs, which would not wouldn't yeah. have been the standard for that day. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit of artistic license, perhaps. Exactly, yeah. But yeah, then Mary, Mary tries to has this g- great interaction. Oh, I love that scene. With the, now yeah. Joseph's not in the scene, of course. But the skill that Jesus has in making tables and chairs mm-hmm. is a reflection of how he would have been taught by Joseph. And yeah. of course, then M- Mary tries to sit at the table. Your hands says, are dirty. Exactly. How come you? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. She, she she didn't she. Didn't, she he didn't think it would catch on. <laughs> At least yeah. that little, yeah. little it's way too moments. high. <laughs> exactly. It's way too high. Who would want to sit so high up on the table? But but no, Joseph no doubt taught. And yeah. we often think of a carpenter as being someone who's going to make handmade tables exactly. and chairs yeah. and things. Mm-hmm. The, the reality of it is probably he wasn't like a kind of woodworker, but he might have been more of a con- more what we would call like a construction worker right. Definitely. than a kind of personal kind of cabinet maker or something yeah. like that. So he was probably in uh, his hometown in, in Nazareth, would have been part of some of the big public projects yeah. of yeah. building that would have gone on there and would have been basically a day laborer yeah. m- more exactly. or less. So mm-hmm. there's kind of a romantic notion of him kind of in the in his own like... Uh, in his own studio exa- or whatever. <laughs> exactly, no, fashioning tables and chairs. Yeah. But probably because of the simplicity of their life, he would have been basically a day laborer, but he yeah. would have... Taught Jesus certainly the craft and yeah. passed along that that human skill to to, mm-hmm. to the Lord as well. So a provider, that second exactly, aspect, but yeah. behind the scenes. And then I think the third aspect of Saint Joseph that is truly remarkable is not only does he provide, not only does he have that sense of imagination, but that there's a basic fundamental humility, yeah, and faithfulness. Yeah, and it always hits me when there's that narrative story. And this comes on later when Jesus is preaching and one of the ways in which he's taunted is they say there he is, the son of Carpenter, the son of Mary. Not the son of Joseph.
1: Yeah, I've always thought that really interesting. And
0: why is it that that's a taunt and not just a statement of fact? Because if you – small towns, what do they do? They gossip. (laughs) They gossip, right? (laughs)
1: Everyone knows everyone else's
0: business. And – when Mary has that encounter with the angel, mm-hmm. the moment in which Christ is conceived, Joseph at first doesn't know anything about it. yeah, and we know this because when it becomes clear she becomes she's pregnant, Joseph's solution is to what? divorce her exactly to mm-hmm. to, to basically let her kind of separate and do it kind of clandestinely, so there's yeah. no there's minimal scandal involved. Right. Mm-hmm. But let's face it, if he knows that she's pregnant. And Everyone the word kind of gives <laughs> exactly. Yeah. There's you have a, to find out somehow. Exactly, but, the, the 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 word kind of no doubt is is getting around, and so he's trying to keep it on the down low, right? He's yeah. trying to keep it a secret, but you just be able to the timeline by <laughs> is going to be pretty evident. So those yeah. who are there at the time are going to kind of much pretty much figure out that Jesus is born, and, and the pregnancy is not going to line up in terms of when yeah. they were actually married, and this is going to be. A little bit of a, a scandal, of course, yeah. it's probably not talked about out loud, mm-hmm. but it might be common knowledge that Joseph is not the father. Yeah. And so, when Jesus is taunted later on, the fact that Joseph is never mentioned as his father yeah. might be an indication that, of if you will, the a little bit of the humiliation that Jesus, as any yeah. father <laughs> raising a son. If he's in any doubt that he's the biological father, that's that's not easy, right? That yeah. is, it kind of strikes at the sense of fatherhood and manhood. But Joseph is willing when the angel says, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife. And it was the power of the Holy Spirit. He trusts in that. Yeah, He's faithful to that. And any of the gossip or chit-chat or the kind of scandal that would have surrounded, he's, he's able to at least let go of that or not impede that idea of him being a true father to Jesus.
1: Well, there's also that humiliation of taking a St. Joseph statue and then putting it head down <laughs> into the ground. That's, so a, that's a common a, thing. That's, well, that's St. That's so. <laughs> Joseph insofar as he's Irish, right? <laughs> 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 no, no, that's the
0: Italian. It's, it's kind of like, what, what's the, that's the idea if you want to sell a piece of property. Yeah, a
1: statue, like a plastic, Shinzi statue of St. Joseph, <laughs> putting yeah. it in, like, head Head first, or so, it's so, a terrible superstition. It
0: is, but, but it, 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 the, the I would the idea that all the blood runs to the head, so then he, he wants to he wants to be dug up or something. I don't, I, don't I know. have no idea from the idea. god. Oh, He's is gonna, that what it is? Make him an offering. Can't, <laughs> can't refuse. Oh. <laughs> is that where it comes from? Oh my god! No, I, I don't okay. know. No, yeah. it's older than that. I think. Oh, okay, uh. <laughs> but it's <laughs> but it just you can imagine it being a scene in the Godfather when when the Corleones want to sell or buy some <laughs> some property. From take the, a St.
1: Joseph statue. It'll be fine.
0: Exactly. The Sicilians <laughs> are want to want to take in and move over, and they. They use uh, the trappings of St. Joseph to affect <laughs> to, to their nefarious plans. Um, but no, but the idea that Joseph has this kind of faithfulness that's right. rooted in humility, oh, that, that he doesn't have to be in the forefront, that he's going to provide for Christ, even though there might be some question about Backlash, others. Back, yeah. yeah, just this is kind of... And that sense, too, that we don't hear about Joseph from his preaching indicates to us the tradition that Joseph passed away before Jesus began his public Mm -hmm. ministry. And because of that, there is a deep tradition of St. Joseph as being the patron saint of those who are dying. Of a happy death. Of a happy death.
1: One of my favorite images in the church is actually an image of the Holy Family, um, of St. Joseph on his deathbed. Mm. Um, It's where the ambria is, where the holy oils are. It's next to the paeta and the altar of the holy name um there's joseph on his deathbed with jesus and joseph and gabriel there and a dove of the holy spirit um where joseph is preparing for happy death and there he is with his beloved family right there and um for and i would oftentimes visit that part of the church myself and pray for my own father and other men of the community um that they be good uh, providers and men of humility as well
0: yeah no i agree and it's a little bit difficult to get to that altar yeah. because the, the Omri that is the, it's, <laughs> it's the oil, the, 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 <laughs> the place where you have to kind of scoot around it. But yeah. no, if you, you want to do a little bit of navigating in the church yeah. to find it, this is your challenge to find right. the, find that, that, that image it's in wood. It's, it's carved in relief yeah. Yeah. Uh, beyond the Omri. You have to go on the other side of it. But if you go to the Pieta, if you know where the Holy Cross relic is off to your right, that niche right off to the right is that place of St. Joseph. And oftentimes too, if I go and anoint, so we the oils are there. So the mm-hmm. oils for the chrism oil, used at confirmation, baptism, and holy orders. The oils for catechumens, so those preparing for baptism. But then the oil of the sick is right there. Yeah. And whenever I have to refill my little oil stock and yeah. go to the mm-hmm. hospital, I'll take the occasion. I really like it's right there. You don't have to, yeah. it's very convenient. You fill up your oil stock, you come back from the hospital. You've probably just anointed someone who is in the right. process of actively dying. Yeah. And I time. just... I'll just say a prayer and I, in fact it, when I do anointings I'll often say you know I'm going to be going back to the church mm-hmm. obviously if you need anything let us know but is it okay if I just say a little prayer for you right in front of that that altar of yeah. Saint joseph for you know for the Lord's yeah. presence here in this moment of course people say of course yeah. but yes. it's it's a nice way of connecting the church to the hospitals we visit right mm-hmm. in the sense of we're bringing the lord's presence his sense of Healing, not cure necessarily, but healing is yeah. healing presence there. As Saint Joseph, hopefully, is that wonderful patron who helps us f- come transition from this life yeah. to eternal life. Exactly. And so that's yeah. kind of spirituality. So yeah, that patron saint of a of a happy death.
1: Yeah, and uh, uh, for me, like Saint Joseph has been such a great part of my own journey of, of especially when I remember my own father. Uh, just a uh, he himself was a uh, he was a teamster. He himself was a metal worker. So I just remember, you know, that, uh, that, that my own two Josephs, whether it be my father Vicente or him, kind of guiding me in my own life in this ministry that I have at St. Dominic's as well.
0: Nice. Yeah, he so. we, was we, part of the union then. Yeah, he's part of the union. Yeah, yeah. Local what? Local 103? Teamster, you know. You, a, you don't you know, know the number? number? I don't remember the number. <laughs> yeah, but He was a teamster, that's he's for team, sure. He was was he? Okay. Oh, yeah. We still good. get the magazines. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. No, Joseph, in, in many ways, te- teaches us how to be a man. That sense of yeah. having the imagination, being open to the Lord through that, that sense of faithfulness and humility, and ultimately that sense of provider of giving all that he had behind the scenes, mm-hmm. but yet obviously formative in a powerful way that it is it called the just man, right? That yeah, just was just right was a righteous man in the eyes of the Lord. And so we certainly hope that you celebrate uh, this Feast of St. Joseph, if not with uh, real estate <laughs> petitions, <laughs> <laughs> with uh, certainly uh, caring for all those uh, who might be ill or might... Be uh, in the process of 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 dying and death, we, yeah. and for all those who are workers. In yeah. fact, there's a whole, the whole Saint Joseph the Worker Day, which is which is uh, in May. But then also that sense that Saint Joseph might help us and help our culture uh, to form faithful fathers, and that yeah. sense of, of fatherhood in in every way.
1: Yeah. So as we uh, so as we go to the next phase, Father Michael. I mean, so let's do pick of the week
0: oh nice we haven't done pick of the week for a little while is it yeah. time that we, we, we were hearing comments that hey what happened to pick yeah of the I actually week? got some uh, I got some <laughs> blowback about it no pick ago, of the week so, yeah all right so you want you want to start with pick of the week what's your what's your pick of the week this is for once again let's, let's set the table on the pick what's the pick about
1: so the pick is about the sacrament of confession okay so it's an audio file about 70 75 minutes long uh, you can just uh, have this on formed dot org so if you like to uh, this was our Christmas present to the for the parish community, so so dear friends, if you want to um, download the app, uh, formed dot org um dot dorg The access code is eight, capital Z, capital V, four, capital M, capital N. So uh, so, my pick this week would be a talk by Dr. Scott Hahn. He uh, has a series of apologetics talks, but this one's called Answering Common Objections, Confession. So this is a, uh, a quick talk about 70 minutes long, talking about the scriptural and rational reasoning for uh, why we should go to confession. Um, it And he describes it really nicely as confession as comprehensive spiritual health care. And at, towards the end of the talk, uh, he tells this really great uh story about john paul ii meeting a beggar and the Sacrament of confession so i just uh want to recommend answering common objections confession by dr scott hahn
0: wait you're gonna leave it you're just gonna tease that story oh yeah <laughs> you're not gonna tell me what now i've got to listen well people actually yeah well <laughs> that's the point of the pick of the week right oh, so really? they actually i guess that's true that's that uh, you're, you're better <laughs> well, at this I than spoilers. i am i like this because no, no spoilers all right so so very good so and it's it's the, certainly there's there's there are other talks on the sacrament of confession. Of course, I mentioned uh, the, the Father Larry talk, but this is more, as you say, apologetics and uh, answering those common objections. Exactly. Why do we have to go to a priest? Yeah. Why do we have to, um, yeah. won't the priest, like, tell other people what, you exactly. know, what, why do I have to name it? It's kind of this common objection. That's priests priest we, we hear yeah. all, the, all the time. Of course, my, my response when someone says, why do you have to go to a priest? My first response is... You don't have to. <laughs> no, one's, no one's twisting your arm here, bud. Yeah. <laughs> but the question is, why wouldn't you want to have a guaranteed way mm-hmm. of hearing the words, I forgive you, I absolve you, that Christ yeah. himself yeah. gave the church, Peter, the apostles, his successors, mm-hmm. the power to do. So it's not so much as kind of like, well, if you get a gift of a million dollars, do I have to take it? No. (laughs) No, But you probably ought. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. (laughs) Right? If someone gives you a a gift, why wouldn't you want to take it? So that's why I see it. And that's what
1: uh, Scott Hahn actually talks about when he talks about comprehensive spiritual health care. That's very same. He makes that analogy of the very fact that, well, it's there and it's free. So why wouldn't you get, as the same way you wouldn't want to uh, get eye exams or, or your physical because it's and not have to pay a copay why wouldn't you want to go to confession as often as you can as well, right?
0: Yeah, so. no, And, and there was a, um, I had a professor or tutor in college who was uh, mm-hmm. agnostic, self-proclaimed agnostic, but her take on modern psychology and mm-hmm. mental health, she said there's a sharp uptick in folks needing psychological care because of the lack of, of Catholic confessional, (laughs) the kind of diminishment. (laughs) She saw a definite connection between the fact that there's a needfulness for us to name the ways in which we fail and the names in which we're struggling in a human way. So there's a human... I always thought that was interesting. Someone who didn't necessarily even believe in God... Thought that there's this human need to be able to express That's that, amazing. so she she would she would do spiritual even though she believed in God, she believed in spiritual direction and <laughs> confession. So it was this sure, yeah, exactly. It was, <laughs> it was really interesting. Uh, uh, dynamic she saw the tension within herself, right? Uh, exactly. <laughs> no, yeah, no. She and she she liked to be authentic in that way. So it was uh, they, what you said in terms of the overcoming those objections. Certainly, go absolutely amazing. I'm not going to get the story out of here. I'm trying. Uh, this is my long-winded way of trying to get to get that John Paul the story out of you. But you're just going to tease it. We're going to leave it oh, yeah. there. All right. Oh, yeah. So pick. Keep on, the week. keep on going. <laughs> here we go. So as long as you're not going to give it, I'll go to my my pick. <laughs> my pick, of course. In Lent, we have the tradition of doing Stations of the Cross. Right. And of course, in the church. Every Friday
1: every... at twelve fifteen at seven at... thirty here in the church.
0: That's right, and uh, certainly can do it any day. It's a wonderful of course, spiritual. Yeah. And through through my college years, I did it pretty much every day. It was one did of you? the wow. yeah. It was one of, one of one of the things that really resonated with me in terms of, of prayer. And we have a beautiful Stations of the Cross uh, at, at the college campus, but. The Stations of the Cross, as written by St. Alphonsus Liguri, a right. great Marian, um, mm-hmm. uh, Mariologist, if you will, and moral theologian, he has written, or he wrote Stations of the Cross that have come into common usage, I think, mm-hmm. uh, at parish levels, a lot of the kind of normal or traditional stations when people think, yeah. of like, oh, yeah, that, that sounds like the Stations of the Cross. Right, right. Those are written by Alphonsus Liguri. Hmm. Well, on form.org, if you go there, there is an audio file that if you uh, download, you just have it right there on, on your smartphone or, or right. on your computer and it's about half an hour nice. and it's you know recited and it just has a lovely cadence to it and you yourself can either as your on the car or working out or just at home or even if you come to the church I, I have people who yeah. come and they, they you can see they have like little earphones in <laughs> yeah, right. and they're going station to station as they listen to nice. it and that's great you know it's kind of like Go they're doing self stations uh, of course they have the earphones they're not blaring the. <laughs> it's not it's not, yeah. it's, it's, not distracting other prayer but they're being led by that so for this Lent perhaps if you have that devotion or if you, even if you've never done Station of the Cross I encourage you to at least try it out try out a half an hour walking with Christ in his passion that path of salvation that path of his love for us guided by one of the real masters of spiritual right. thought moral theology and the book he wrote on the passion of christ is, is really a yeah. brilliant insight mm-hmm. into the struggle the temptations and ultimately the ultimate victory that christ wins on the cross so that's if you go to uh, the form.org just type in stations of the cross in the search it's the first one that pops up you can download the audio file right uh, to your device Yeah. so Father
1: Michael has been great Father Michael Joseph there we go great. you got happy it happy <laughs> feast day don't call day. me MJ today <laughs> yeah no. Father Michael Joseph <laughs> happy feast day Yep. so I mean so if you ever want to help out the podcast go ahead and share subscribe and tell your friends about the podcast make comments especially on iTunes and all those pod catching devices
0: well on this feast of St. Joseph what can I say but may you like St. Joseph radiate the joy faithfully of the gospel here in the heart of the city Amen. Amen.